Hi! Welcome to Venture Bros. Venture Bros. Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Nick, the man from Down Under Freedomen. All right. <laughs> it's a joke because you're in Canada. Yes. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> it was so obvious. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, on second thought, you're totally right. And Graham, Marilyn Manson Mason. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hello. You're right. Here I am. You're not going to believe that I have some of these written down now, so I don't have to come up with them on the spot, are you? <laughs> do, do you? <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, man. To think, we have so many more seasons of this show to go through, and I have to come up with new ones every time. Yep. This is exhausting. <laughs> I'm um, tired. <laughs> Speaking of exhausting, uh, just so the listeners are aware, I am holding my baby boy while recording this right now until his mom can come back and pick him up. So there might be a little bit of an interruption. I'll try to edit out, but it might not be possible. Um, yeah, so that's that. Corin, say hi. He said hi. You just couldn't hear it. I debated hmm. on taking his binky out of his mouth, but that would just be cruel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, let's not. I want to record his crying. Yay! Uh, I think you'll be able to remember it for a lifetime. Oh, I have nightmares filled with it. In a good way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, we did it, guys. We finished a whole season of this show. Can you yeah. believe it? Can you believe it? K- kinda, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it was what we set out to do. And then, yeah. you know, keep going, so... Yeah, just six more to go. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Episodes? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it happened dramatically. It really cuts down fast. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> you should. <laughs> uh, but as of today, uh, today being this Sunday that we are recording, the third episode of Season 7 is coming out, and I am the only one on this show that is up to date because I have told these two guys to wait till all three are out, because it's a trilogy, and I think they'd have more fun watching them uh, in one go. And uh, I'm going to do my best not to spoil anything for them moving forward, but after that, we will all get up to date and not try to spoil anything for you. I know I mentioned it once in an episode before here. Like, I'm not in this to ruin the show for anybody, but if there is anything that gets, like, severely answered, much like some questions have... Uh, I don't want to ruin them in case anybody does not have the capabilities to watch it and they have to wait for DVD or something like that. But if there is an answer, I will more so just acknowledge like, oh yeah, and then that comes up again in season seven. Uh, And that's kind of, we had a very long conversation, what we all somewhat agreed at. Yeah. 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 Um, Yes. But for those of you who have kept up to date, it's pretty good, right? Right? (laughs) Brian's uh, talking to himself. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, jerk. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's real good stuff. Yeah. Um, does Corin like it? Uh, Corin does not like it because I watched it after I put him to bed, and he's like, "What the hell, man? I want to watch this show from the end, backwards. <laughs> from the end, I wanna I wanna see where it ends and then go back to the beginning. I'm weird like that. Memento style. <laughs> I'm gonna stop making fun of my son. He's just staring at a microphone. Like, what the hell is that? Is that stealing my soul? Yes. Yes, it is. 
Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think we should get started. Uh, the last episode of season one, Return to Spider Skull Island. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Somebody doesn't want to return. Uh I will. I've made Graham and Nick do all the breakdowns so far, so I will do this one. Um, just a really quick finish uh, synopsis. Synopsis yeah. of what happens. Sure, that's a word. I might <laughs> have to take a break. <laughs> Okay, so, synopsis. I have killed my baby. He is no longer with us. That's really dark. I just gave him back to his mom. Alright, so, beginning of this episode, uh, the boys and the family are coming back from a Rocky Horror Picture Show screening, I assume. They don't really say. Uh, And Dr. Venture's stomach goes, I have a baby in me. Uh, And by baby, I mean little tiny man, a.k.a. your twin brother that you ate in utero. Uh, They remove him as a tumor and find out that he's not a tumor and he runs away. He spends the rest of the episode attempting to kill Dr. Venture because he had to spend his life inside of him and seeing what a horrible scientist he is. Uh, at the end of it, they kind of come to a somewhat agreement of, you can have this stuff because your life sucked, uh, I will keep this stuff, and they kind of end as friends. Meanwhile, the boys decide that they are going to strike out on their own because they won't have a little brother because no thank you dad will only take care of that guy because he's so good at taking care of kids he's definitely going to take care of this one Uh, and they light out on their own on their hover bikes Uh, Dr. Orpheus who is in charge of watching them doesn't want to embarrass them so he just kind of watches from afar to make sure that they're okay there's an odd homeboy reference do you guys remember homeboys I did it until this episode (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yep the boys get arrested, they get bailed out, and on their way... Oh, when they get arrested, they run into the monarch, who's in jail. And he's like, oh, I kind of put a hit out on you. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I don't even know why you're still alive, but whatever. Um, the boys get out of jail, and on their way home, they find out the monarch had definitely put a hit out on them. Um, although, the wonderful henchman didn't even realize that they were finishing their job as 2124 asked them for directions and how to turn on their gun or how to find ammo for their gun and blow them to smithereens and the boys die and two angels are lost and it's uh it's a very touching moment and then you sit through the credits and mysteriously dr venture seems pretty cool with this whole thing and he says all right get their clothes and i was like huh why does he want their clothes I hmm. guess we'll have to wait for a eventual season two, which, eventual. lo and behold, they didn't think they were going to get, which is kind of fun. Shocker. Yeah, who would have thought? This episode doesn't feel like a weird sort of like, all right, we'll just close this book then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it is such forever, a, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you guys fans of this episode? Hate this episode? Love it? kind of both yeah it's mixed yeah there's a lot going on in this episode there's so much going on in this episode 
I have a there's a lot of questions. I I basically wrote down a ton of questions. Some of which I googled. Uh, the most pressing of which is what's a moxie tonic? I had no idea. <laughs> I still I don't. Still, I, every time I get to that scene, I'm like, what? Moxie. Is that? Moxie. Did you find an Who, answer? Or, no, I'm gonna look it up right now. I think it. I, th- I think it's just a fancy way of saying like a suicide. What? Maybe. Do, yeah, so it's just like, you know, like a suicide soda. Like how you'd go to the fountain when you're a kid, and then you'd get a little bit of Sprite, a little bit nope, of Coke. Nope, it's a, a brand. Bit, a little bit of cherry Coke. Oh, it's yeah, a brand. What the fuck is this? It's a weird guy looking at us and like pointing like, you will drink Moxie. Cream soda. Oh, okay. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> he would... This is the most old-fashioned shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Moxie nerve food. Oh, okay, so... All right, there you go. So who, wow. the fu- who knew course, that Dr. Of o... Of course Dr. O is the one who orders that, right? Yes. Of course. Yes. It does fit his character. It didn't feel out of place in watching it. No. Um, when, he chooses, the- when he chooses grape, it, that was a little odd. Because everybody would choose orange, obviously. But I guess he would choose grape. I would have gone yes. cola. Yeah, I would have just gone straight, regular cola. As yeah. a necromancer? No. I'm not yeah. a necromancer. You said everyone. Yeah. I mean, eat your words, sir. <sighs> yeah, but the grape does go well with his whole like ensemble. That's the true. orange might clash with his That's blue true. blazer or whatever he's wearing. That's windbreaker. True. Windbreaker. His yeah. blue windbreaker. Ugh, great. <laughs> but there, there are a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening in this episode. Like, I remember the beats of this episode like pretty well. Like in watching mm. it, I was like, "Oh yeah, right." Like unlike some of the other episodes, I do remember a fair amount. Um, but there's some stuff like the John Woo references, yeah. the Easy Rider yep. references. Yeah. I, what the fuck happened at that theater? I looked it up and I did find an answer, but it was it really threw me off because I was like, "It starts off the episode starts off with a weird nine one one call." Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to. I have no idea where that came from. It it was a it was a quick attempt to fix like a cut scene. Yes, which is what I found out. Yeah. So and but, I, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. There's a lot of. I think that's kind of as much as I really do enjoy this episode, and I honestly do. Like, I think it's yeah. a lot of. I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But you can kind of see, like, if they never got another season, I don't think they would have been surprised. Yeah. Like, even with the, all right, get their clothes. Like, they're just basically leaving the seeds. Like, if we do get a season two, like, we've hinted at clones, we've hinted at this. Like, we have the groundwork to make another season. But it also kind of, it, it's a it's an ending, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Not it, a particularly it's like left open. Ending. Yeah. It's left open enough to, it's like, all right, if we come back, we come back. If not, then... They died, and it's over. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it, just kind of, yeah. It's interesting to just to also sum up because we we kind of danced over it. That what ends up happening, I guess, in the deleted scene, um, is that they get called to that theater to investigate it. It turns out to be the Scooby Doo thing, which they reference later, which is the ripping off the mask exactly, and then. Uh, during that whole thing, Brock basically goes ape shit and hurts a bunch of people. 
Yeah. So that's why they're all at the hospital. Yeah. Is because Brock basically just loses his mind again and just goes crazy. So that makes sense as to why all the people are at the hospital. In watching it, I had no idea. I thought that somebody had poisoned the people at the the theater. Yeah, because they're all like yeah. grabbing their stomachs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I had thought too. And it's like it, that. It took me. Honestly, it took me till this viewing and looking into it because I want to talk about it. I'm like, wait, what the fuck actually happened? Yeah. So I like, thought I thought it was like another like weird attempt where there were too many, uh, too many villains at one place again, and because they all kind of botched each other, and then Brock just went ape shit. So yeah, I thought somebody like poisoned the popcorn or something like that um, at the viewing, and then the guy was trying to haunt the theater at the same time, and then it just went crazy from there. But yeah, now it makes more sense to where Brock just hurt a bunch of people. But yeah. I mean, for the three of us, and uh, Brock, our writer, too, to watch it however many times each of us have to then finally come to our final viewing before this podcast <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to come to the conclusion that it was basically just Brock going apeshit after one th- is that's uh, not great writing. Or no, at least something it... missing, something large enough missing that isn't. Well, I think it's that whole, nothing. like, even like uh, again thanks to Brock for our notes but like the episode ran very long originally and they had to cut a ton of stuff out and when you have something like as yeah. dense as this episode is and you start nipping and tucking like you have those problems and like I mean no offense to the show obviously I love it but when you when you've seen something a million and a half times you start forgetting that everybody else hasn't yeah so yeah. you can do these nips and tucks and go like, oh, I can make the logical jump that Brock beat the shit out of the theater because it's Brock. And I've seen this so many times with all the stuff in there. But we haven't. And, like, as much as we know Brock is a violent, crazy fucker, we don't always make the assumption that he killed everyone. I mean, I guess maybe right. we should, but... Well, you know it is I mean? one of those... No, 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 100%. And it is one of those things where I, I looked that up last night on the first viewing, and I watched it again this morning because I was like, this is what I usually end up doing. Um, and I was like, well, what else? Like, watching it the first time, I was kind of like, had no idea that that was the case, looked it up afterwards. Watching it the second time, knowing that, it was like, what can you cut? And the answer is really not a lot. Like, if you were, yeah. like, gun to your head, which scenes do you cut down? The only thing I can think of is the scene in the diner with the rednecks, which really only saves you, if I had to guess, 20, maybe 30 seconds of time, which is, is not enough. No, not well, at all. And it is, like, it, it kind of, it's, I like that moment. I like that he traps two redneck souls in a little homeboy. <laughs> like, I, I enjoy yes. this stuff. I just, and it I, does. Go ahead. Again, you know, not to lead too much forward, but it does kind of go with Dr. Orpheus. Like, we know that he's a necromancer, and we know that he's, you know, has some powers, but to, I guess, kind of lean forward into season two to for to allude to his powers as being able to lock two souls into a homeboy, to have that solidified definitely yeah. helps to be like, oh, no, he's, he's not just some crazed failed air quotes necromancer no he actually has some real power he just is I mean, dumb we've seen that he's <laughs> had real power the whole time i think this is just the first time we see like his legit necromancing powers come it, into play exactly yeah yeah, yeah. exactly uh, yeah we've seen him <laughs> affect people's minds and stuff and think that he's made out of snakes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes 
meanwhile getting shot in the stomach. But I, I do wish that, like, this is one of those things where, like, obviously Cartoon Network Adult Swim didn't know what they had on their hands when they're airing season one. So, like, it's one of those things, like, I wish they could have, they could see the show now and the fan base now and how it's still this hugely popular thing and just known, let's just give them a 45-minute episode finale. Like, it's yeah. a season finale. Let's let them do it. And, like, yeah, right. I would have totally. no problems with this episode because this episode, like, and I'm even to think at, a forty-five-minute episode would, you know, on actual airtime would be like another ten minutes of what this was, you know, like 30, yeah, thirty-two or thirty-three minutes, which I think would be plenty of time to kind of tie up all the other ends. Yeah, definitely. To. And it's not like Adult Swim didn't have a shit ton of fifteen-minute shows. Yeah, right. Like yeah. they had that time slot already kind of designed. Put a Harvey Birdman in there. Yeah. Yeah, anything. Fuck, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like, any of that stuff yeah. fits. Squidbillies. Anything. Yeah, we can keep naming them. Let's go. <laughs> but, like, the... And uh, Brock, our, our note-taker, even, like, his thoughts, which you can see on our website, ATHpod.com, where we always show his, uh, his review at the end of these things, like, he is not alone in thinking that this episode's terribly emotional. And, like, I know a lot of people are like, the first time I saw it, I was like, I can't believe they killed the boys. Like, oh, my God. And... I'm just such a, a stick in the mud that I'm like, yeah, but the episode just kind of feels a little janky, so it never really hit me that hard. Yeah. Well, I, I also want to throw this out there. I think all of us started, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'll speak for myself, but I started um, the show in really season two. So for me, the emotional impact of that end of season one doesn't make sense because we are dancing around what happens to the boys we we have established that they die yeah but very clearly the show continues so it becomes an issue of like how does the show continue does it continue without them does it continue with them blah blah, blah. but the show does go on so yeah for us we and you know if you start where I'm pretty sure where I started in season two is my first episode. It was like, oh, well, something happens. Yeah. In general. I'm just going to say something happens in general. Yeah. Um, so the impact for me doesn't land as hard. And even to know, so if you're watching this show as it's airing. Yes. And, bef- and in the between time waiting for season two to come out and this was your only experience of it, and then it just ends like this, yes. then, yes, I can see how the impact would be pretty intense. But even oh, total, if there yeah. is a second season and then a third season already out, even if you haven't seen them, but just yes. to know that it does continue, I think means a big difference of like, oh, okay, well, yeah, like you said, something does happen, so it's not really an ending as so much as a, just a pause until the next season starts. Yeah, right. Because I didn't watch anything in season two before I had finished season one, so like I got to this point somewhat organically. I'd seen episodes in season one, but then went through the whole thing till I got to the ending. Yeah. But still knowing that there is a season two with the Venture Brothers in it, it really undercuts this ending. So maybe that's why the people who saw it for the first time had that emotional punch to it. Like without that yes. knowledge, it, it definitely is different for sure for sure and i will say that like you were saying and like brock is saying it it is emotional like if you didn't have that in you're like holy shit and it does it a it comes way out of left field um although you can kind of see it like once the sequence 
where they do die where like um 24 is leaning out the window with a gun you're kind of like i think something bad's about to happen and then it does <laughs> but then it just like all of a sudden like immediately cuts to a credit sequence and then and that you know, way cuts... over dramatic song and yeah yeah, yeah. and you're just like hold what the fuck is this like if i was watching it the first time i would have that kind of like shocked sort of emotional resonant impact and you know unfortunately i didn't have that because of where i started in the show but i can see how that would would be yeah and what's actually kind of funny so i was watching this again um on my on my hulu app and as the sequences are now right so i have like you said, it just happens so quick. You're like he leans out the car with the gun, and then hey, where can I get ammo? And then bam, bam, and then credit sequence, song, and then cut, black, and then already the screen goes smaller, and I have season two, episode one already coming up in eight seconds. And so yeah. for me, yeah, that that moment of whoa, what just happened is way less dramatic. You're like whoa, what just oh season two, cool. Yeah, definitely. And the thing with like. Season two, like I don't, we'll get into it next week, but they do a great job trying to cash in on this ending very oh, well. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it's so at least like it, it's not like a lost. Say like CW does this all the times. So if you're a CW fan, like they do, like here's a very dramatic ending. Eh, never mind, that's not what happened. Like this one, they they do a great job going like, nope, that's what happened. But this is why it's okay, and it's like with a wink and a nod, and it's still fun. Right, and like and I it, think. If this episode wasn't such a dramatic ending, that wouldn't work. Yes. And I do think that, like, the the biggest thing that I want to make as a point to this is not that the show itself is doing a bad job in any way. It's mostly just because the way we consume television has changed. You end yeah. up with weird moments like this, like what Graham's saying, where you're watching it and all of a sudden the next one pops up. It's like, oh, okay, so the, the thing does continue. But if you were watching this when it came out, you were watching it on, basically on cable, probably late at night, and then that's the ending? And then you have to wait two-plus years for the next one to come out. Is that how and long it's it was? Like, it was yeah, a while. Yeah, I think this was 2006, and then season two was 2008, I yeah. think. Uh, uh, 2004 to 2006. 2004, okay, so yeah, I've got still, that. Okay, but yeah, two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a long time. And there are a lot of, like, hints as to what could be. Um, there's a lot of hints as to, you know, like, a lot of stuff. But I think that, that that is a big impact. I mean, but it's similar because all of us have had similar impacts with this show. I think all mm. of us watched season three when it came out. And there's, I, I'm not going to spoil anything of what happens in season three. But season three also has a, a dramatic ending. Most of the finales for seasons for the venture brothers have an ending that changes the future of the show yeah yeah and it, it's a legitimate change to the future of the show it's not like what brian's saying with the cw it's not kind of like a, a retconning sort of thing that happens with comics it's like a legitimate hardcore shift in the show yeah yeah and, and actually some of those later ones i think are more are more effective uh to me at least as I was watching him, because I didn't start watching this show the moment it came out. It took me a couple of years to be like, oh, people are talking about those Venture Brothers thing, and then I started watching it. And so I think for the people who watched this from the very beginning, yeah, had this was their first huge impact. And then after it got 
more views, more seasons, more people watching it, and a bigger audience. I think the later uh, endings, like you're saying, and you know, in season two and three and so on, um, those had more of an impact or a more remi- you know, a rem- memory of an impact, uh, just because more people were watching them, more people were watching them as they were being released. Yeah, right. Um, I feel like we, we've kind of hit this one pretty well, and we haven't really talked about the new character who enters this show, and he's a no. main character yes. for a majority of the show, all the way up through season six of mm-hmm. JJ. Uncle JJ. <laughs> With his weird yes. arm. <laughs> With his weird arm. Uh, what do you guys think? Like, I, I was watching this with my wife, who uh, has requested to be on uh, an episode of this at some point, so she will be joining us, uh, I don't know when, but at some point. I'll, I'll find Perfect. an episode she wants to talk about. Um, and when we were watching it, she's like, this doesn't feel like him at all. Yes. And uh, I don't care. Like, It's one of those things where it's like, I agree with you. This does not feel like uh, Jonas Venture Jr. at all. But this is also right when he came out of his brother's body. Like, he's yeah. not going to be pure Jonas Venture yet. Yeah. But I still yeah. feel like elements of his character are still there. Like, I don't know. I, he's I, still yeah, it's, way smarter he, than his brother. He's able to build a yes. death robot within seconds. Like, he's yeah. still the superior twin brother but beyond that like i agree it doesn't really feel like him to me i'm gonna make a pretty impromptu argument which i agree with it does not feel like him but i think it's purposeful because if you look at who what okay ignoring his his obvious talent and that he's obviously the the superior of the two venture brothers you know original venture brothers i guess i don't know how you'd want to classify it um his his defining trait i think is his kindness right i would say his cockiness but that's me interesting yeah okay this is it's somewhere in between there it's his kindness but his kind of his cockiness about being kindness type thing it's like there's something yeah there's something in there well, okay. So this, this we'll we'll table that for for later because this is fascinating. Um, but very clearly, his confidence shines through in this episode, but his kindness doesn't. Yeah. I think his right. kindness comes from his first moments of being like walking around on this earth, like outside of his brother, are these moments of vengeance and hatred. And then he has shown kindness from his brother in, in a rare sort of moment for Rusty. And I yeah. think that because of that, he has a tonal shift in how he's going to yes. approach life. Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I, and I, I think, I, and I think that shifts his character at that moment of like, oh yeah, Brock could have easily killed me in this moment, and the only person who saved me was my brother, who I was just trying to kill. And by him giving me this, showing me this kindness. Huh. Okay. This is different. And then moves from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, would I totally agree with that. That makes sense to me. But like, it, yeah, yeah. I, I. But it is a shift. It yeah. is a big shift, and oh, like, yeah. especially. I mean, he's not. He's a main character, but he's not in every episode. He usually pumps up a a couple of times a season, but. It is interesting that you say he's defined by his kindness because I never see him as a particularly kind person, with the exception of uh, Sally and her family. Beyond he's that, really he's, ge- he's really generous. Like he's out for the world in the way of, like, 
an entrepreneur is out for the world of like I'm out because it makes me look good, and that's what I've always kind of gotten from him. But he still has all of his humanitarian stuff too, though. Exactly. So, which is like you know his care and generosity, and but that could be tied up with his vanity for just like yeah. look how good look how good I am. But still, you know, again, it's one of those things of like, yeah, is he kind or is he you know malicious or is he you know yeah. But that's it's. it's, it's but I think his vanity shows right in this episode when it's like, yes. so what do I call you? Jonas Venture Jr. He names yep. himself after his father right out yes. of the gate. Like, he yep. is a cocky little fucker. Yeah. And he holds on that junior for a while. What do I call you? Yeah. Jonas Venture Jr. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, you're going to finish that, buddy? Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's interesting because, like, I do think he, he, just to add a few, because I agree with Sally, I do think that he, he gives the, um, we talked about the, the pirate from the ghost of Sargasso. He gives him a second chance. But then mistreats him so bad that he gets hooked up, hooked on the dart. <laughs> does he get mistreated? Well, does yeah. he? Yeah, he hates remember. him by the end. We're leading pretty far yeah, like, away yeah. from okay. this. Well, okay, I think you're right. He definitely is pretty vain and he's definitely confident. I will. I might be eating my words in the future because I'm for some reason remembering him as being very kind, but maybe me, that's wrong. Yeah, me too. But he still has his dark moments. I think. Yeah. Yes. I think we just need to leave it at he's still developing as a character. He definitely has vain moments, yes. and he definitely has generous moments too. Whether they are definitely intrinsically linked, uh, but yeah, when we but, know more about him as a character in future <laughs> seasons, I think we yes. can make but a better character. I, I will. I will end with this. Everything we just said is true about Jonas Venture Jr., and I think it's probably true of Jonas Venture. And Rusty. Agreed. Rusty, no, he's not a a kind guy. No. But he, but I'm I'm not saying he's kind. He can't can't have a generous moment like he does in this episode. But to say that he is vain, and he definitely cares about what other people think of him, and when that happens then he can trigger that generous bone to be like, oh, if I'm generous in this moment, this can benefit me in some way. Sure. I, I could see the relation, but I'd say not, it's not nearly different. as much as his, the dad yes. or the brother. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, totally. All right. Uh, do we want to move into favorite moments on this thing? Yeah. I'll take sure. that as a yes. Uh, I'm going to go first. <laughs> My favorite moment is, uh, right, it's got to be, like, and I, I know you guys might disagree with me, but the, I think the best moment is right after they remove the tumor and the doctor comes up because I have good news and bad news. <laughs> the operation is success, but we lost the tumor. <laughs> it's just like, it's such a great moment of like, the bad news is we lost your tumor. Who would fucking care? Like, it's the first time that I'm like, Rusty is right on point with this. Because you don't know that it's an evil, like, twin you ate in utero. You just assume exactly. they lost a, a, a cancerous blob. Like, I don't give a shit. You're an idiot. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Totally agree with Rusty, and I love the chances where I can agree with Rusty. Yeah. And I loved how he went to, oh, God, it's the big C. Yeah. You did that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then turns to Brock. He's like, you did this to me, you monster with your secondhand smoking. I was like, are you sure it wasn't all of the experiments over your entire life? It was Bro- you're, you're saying it was Brock, secondhand smoke, that gave you cancer. Certainly not the 42 years of you being in this crazy super science lifestyle. No, it's definitely or, yeah, or his definitely, diet pills. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the secondhand smoke. You got it, Rusty. You're a fucking scientist. 
Yeah. Oh, Oof. good shit. Good <laughs> yep. shit. All right, next. Uh, all right, I have to bring this up. It's not my favorite. Uh, it has my favorite moment in it, but I didn't love the sequence. We didn't talk about the prison at all, but I feel like just mentioning it gives it its due. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. But I do love when uh, the monarch realizes that he's been talking shit to Dean because he's like so in character, I guess. Like he's so method that he doesn't realize that it's Dean. And he's like, oh shit, it's Dean Venture. And he's like, hold on, I have to buy you back from uh, from King. King. And he's just like, yeah, King Gorilla. And he's just like, here, I'll give you the, the cigarette back. And King Gorilla's like, fuck you, give me a dollar. <laughs> uh, that's it. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> Thank you. That, yeah, that whole sequence, you know, where he's like, this place is full of animals. Not, and I don't mean King Gorilla. Yes. Like, this place will chew you up and spit you out. And they look at me like, I, and I don't mean Mecha Mouth. <laughs> my my favorite moments is just all of Doctor O with the with the guys. Um, yes, just <laughs> how he enters. He's like, "Who wants pizza rolls?" <laughs> um, I I forgot what the one he was like. You you know you princes of sleepover. It's lumber parties, and it's like, oh man, what a what a perfectly terrible father figure to have at your sleepover he's pretty bad he's the best worst dad though like yes yes that's what i'm saying he's the best worst like i would hate it as a kid but then looking back you're like oh man wasn't that great (laughs) yeah my dad was awesome i hated him but he was (laughs) such a good dad He's, it's interesting, because, like, just to just to do a brief aside on Dr. O, because I did write this down. I think he, he is the best of the fathers in the show, though I don't think he's a good father. Because he's a... <laughs> sure, it's yeah. weird. He is the best in the show, though. Certainly. But he's two hands off. And you can see it with Triana and how that doesn't work. Like, he's the complete contrast to... Uh, to Rusty. Rusty's way too hands on at some times, and then cavalier when he shouldn't be at others <laughs> mm-hmm. um well dr o-, o is just like let them let them go ahead they need to have like that kind of moment to like have freedom again and you're like that's a good dad moment but yeah. then he that also has blown up literally in his face um with what ends up happening to the boys yeah <laughs> she is at an electronic music <laughs> recital Smelling oh. oddly of clothes. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see that you have woken you... up early. And, <laughs> and change out of your pajamas into the clothes you were wearing last night. How frugal of you. <laughs> uh, I love him. All right. Well, I would say that brings us to the end of season one. Uh, we have some uh, housekeeping to do here at the end of season one, much like I promised in last of uh, the last episode. We are changing things a little bit. Um, I had said that we are all going to give our own order. That uh, appeared to take way too fucking long. So we collectively made our own order for the entire season. Uh, and there will be an episode coming out if you want to hear how we came to that order. Uh, I, and I think that was, you know... It was fun. <laughs> I hope it's interesting. It's super mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Riveting, riveting stuff. Um, yep. There's a lot of bleeps because I liked uh, I liked bleeping uh, in last week's episode. So now Bleep whenever, yeah! I can find, whenever I can find a, a good opportunity to say, <laughs> I will. Uh, 
Uh, but first, before we do that, I want to do the other thing that we promised, which is each of us is going to give our top five season one episodes. I can go oh. first if you guys need to take a minute to collect yours. Oh, yeah. I can do this. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, didn't remember that part. That's okay. So Graham will go last. <laughs> uh, Nick, are you ready to do this? Can you do it right off the top of your head? Oh, I can do it right away. Go for yeah. it. Okay. Um, I would say Taxil, you're it. Ooh. Ghost of the Sargasso. Are you going to give a number of order that these are going in or just list them all? Are you, are oh, you okay. doing yeah, are you yeah, doing yeah, for sure. One to five? Uh, Tag Sailor, it would be five. Okay. Oh, I would say okay. Ghost of the Sargasso would be four. Um, I would say Careers in Science would be three. Are You There, God, It's Me, Dean would be two. And Trial of the Monarch would be number one. Hmm. Okay, that's a solid list. Mine's going to be a little different. Um, my number five... Uh, I would, pr- uh, I'd go Tag Cellurate as well. Uh, number four, I'd go Ice Station Impossible, just because I fucking love Fantastic Four. Uh, number three, I'd go Careers in Science. Number two, ah, uh, this is tough. What the hell would I say? Number two, number two, Are You There, God? It's D- me, Dean. Number five or number one, Trial of the Monarch. So I wasn't that far off from you. It was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't give any love to Ice Station Impossible, but that's... I'm just a Fantastic Four nerd. Yeah. And, it's a, and, It would probably be between six and eight for me. I was... The only one that I, I wish I could have found a place for... I mean, I guess I could have. It's up to me, really. Uh, <laughs> would just be uh, uh, Home and Security. And it's just... If the, the B story was the whole episode, that'd be, like, my number one. Because fucking Brock, Steve Summers, and Sasquatch is some of the funniest yes. shit in the entire first season. But For all the sure. Gardo stuff I just kind of don't care about. Yep. Okay. Graham, so, can you do it? I can. I can. So I'm going to deal with Past Tense as number five. Uh, Midlife Chrysalis as number four. Are You There, God, It's Me, Dean is number three. Tag Sail, You're It is number two. And then Trial of the Monarch is number one. Wow. We all agree on uh, one and two. Yep. I mean, those They're are the pretty best fucking episodes. solid. Yeah those, yeah, those episodes are... The Trial of the Monarch would be high up in my list of the entire run of the show. Yeah. Like, it's such a good episode. <laughs> there's there's a... It's... Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. It's just un- it's just unbelievable how it was like, oh, we've now hit on what the format should be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, with just like how ridiculous it needs to be with understanding what their uh craft is. They've already understand what the show is and then to be able to op- that that opening of that episode of just like, wait, what what's happening? Why does everything look all different and weird and, and so polished and oh oh okay I get it like it's it's an incredible episode just from beginning to end beautiful so good yes uh but here we go if you want to watch Venture Brothers season one the Venture Bros Venture Brothers podcast order uh, this is it the correct order. This, this is, is it. The, this is the viewing order. This official. is the official 
Venture Bros viewing order that we have not tested and we might be wrong about, but we are dead <laughs> confident about it. Right now. <laughs> For the moment. So, episode zero, which you can skip. Terrible Secrets of Turtle Bay. Uh, fuck it. I-, I don't like the episode. I've been very vocal about it. It'd be a DVD extra. You don't have yeah. to watch it. Yeah. So, moving forward, we have Careers in Science, Dia de los Dangerous, The Incredible Mr. Brisby, Eeny Meeny Miny Magic, Are You There God? It's Me Dean, Tag Sil You're It, Ghost of Saragasso, Midlife Chrysalis, Ice Station Impossible, A Very Venture Christmas, an episode that we will release much later in the year, probably around Christmas time, uh, Home Insecurity, Past Tense, The Trial of the Monarch, and Return to Spider Skull Island. That's it. We've debated. We talked. It took about half an hour. That episode comes out later if you want to see how we came up with that. Uh, but I, I think we did a pretty good job discussing the ins and outs and why that is the right way to do it. Yeah. Unless and we missed, unless we yeah. missed anything and we were wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it actually, yeah. I mean, as you'll discover if you listen to that episode. But yeah, it fixes some of the errors, at least that we've found in the orders, multiple orders that have been released. It fixes some of the errors of just like, wait, what? No, this character hasn't been introduced or was already introduced and they're yeah. acting like it's a new character. And What's happening? This person should know this person. And like, yeah, I, I think yeah. that was our major concern. And I think we did a good job with that. But listen yeah. to the episode, watch it in this order if you feel like it. Tell us what you think. Um, and if you want to actually do that, be sure to either reply to this episode on our ATH pod, leave a comment, let us know if you think we're out of our minds. Um, and then, you know, rate and review us on iTunes. That would be really helpful as we're, uh, we're growing and expanding and loving. And there's more of you listening every week. And we love having you here. So send us a review. We really appreciate it. It helps us get higher up in those ranks. And as Venture Brothers are popular while they're on the air, we could be popular too. Uh, any other plugs we want to do this week? Or are we just plugging ourselves? I just want to plug myself. Hey man, whatever you want to do yourself, that's <laughs> all I want to take one of you to reply to that. <laughs> I was trying to think of, can I make the joke that I want to make? And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> you do whatever you want. I mean, there's certain Same things you could buy you. at certain right. stores that I'm sure would help with the plugs, but... That's, <laughs> Grant's know, face. <laughs> that's just a you know a personal decision you know, that's yeah. on you and no judgment. I'm, Whatever so. floats your boat or yeah. plugs your boat. Either one. <laughs> well, I'm going to plug my boat. And, uh, yeah, check us out, the show that you're already listening to. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your lovers. Tell your uh, affair havers. And, uh, you know, your monkeys. Tell your monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>